Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Walker's Ridge Presents Bearded, Bearded Beasters. There we go, we did it. <laughs> Alright, um, with, so, with your two favorite doofs. Yeah. Uh, you got Pookie and TJ. There we go, TJ. <laughs> you gotta, we're changing it up on you. It's no longer going to be Mercules, it's going to be TJ now. Yeah. So, it's just easier. It's yeah, way easier. It's a lot easier. TJ, TJ! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. All right. So, let's see. Where are we going now? Hmm. Where are we going today? We are going north to Alaska. To north. The rush is on. I don't think anybody's going to hear you that one. Oh. Anyways, going north to Alaska with us. Because <laughs> we go look for gold and go to some of these crazy haunted places. And you know what? <clears throat> Put on your coats. I'm just kidding. It's summertime. What you thinking? It gets about. Do you got that on yours? What? How hot it gets? Uh, I don't think so. So in Alaska, about this time of year, it's getting close to the cool down season, and it actually gets upwards of about 95 degrees. Hmm. And the humidity is way worse than Oklahoma or anywhere ever thought about. And I'm going to say that, that I'm, I'm just saying, you know, Oklahoma's pretty bad right now. Yeah, it's, it's ter- you walk outside and you immediately start sweating. Yeah. It's kind of like Louisiana. You, you, if you just took a shower, you just, <laughs> took, a, you just took another shower, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, sure. all right. So, what, what, what are we doing now? Well, would you like to start off with your wild facts? Yeah, we're, we're going to go wild facts here. We're going to do... Ain't going live with nobody. Um, all right, so we're going to go to the wild facts. We actually did some research this time, guys. It's Finally, we actually did a little bit of research. Yeah. We printed some stuff off, and I, at the end, you know, when I get down to it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote these people that, that, I, that I... That did a really good job of researching for us. I was fixing to say. <laughs> I was fixing to say. Uh, all right, so... Wild fact number one. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I have to confess. He said wild fact. We are from Okihomi. Just, just saying, you know, we... Oh, yeah, we're from Oklahoma. We're not from Alaska. Yeah. Uh, we just wanted to kind of switch it up here. We, we're trying to... Broaden the horizon with our episodes, per se. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Or broaden... Okay. Broaden your horizon like... Every six months. All right. so we ready for the first <coughs> wild fact of the, uh, the, the episode here? Yes, sir, Bobby. All right, let me lead into it with this, though. Um... I'm, I I got lost there for a second. Hold on. All right. So we'll we'll, we'll put it out there like this: the cold version, the the cold version of uh, NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is um, dog mushing is Alaska's official state sport. Um, the pooch-powered activity earned its des- uh, designation in 1972. 
the Alaskan Malamute is, I'm guessing that's the way you would say that. Yeah. The breed usually doing the aforementioned mushing is also the official state dog. Alaskan Malamute. Yep. Malamutes are really, really hairy, hairy huskies. That's literally all they are is extremely hairy huskies. That's pretty nice. Do we just want to go down the line and then you do your dirty your dirty facts? I do my dirty facts. All right, so we'll just go straight down the line here. These are just, uh, you know, 25 oh. wild facts. Before you do that, I have to say, though, okay, just in case y'all were wondering, the most of the mushing that they do in Alaska on a official sport level is one of the biggest events in probably the entire United States, and I'd say it's even almost as big as the freaking Olympic. It's the, the junior Iditarod and the Iditarod. They are the two main mushing, uh, you know, uh, you know, that's like uh, the NFR and the 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 PBR national finals. You know, so, or like world championship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, they are the biggest of the best. Thank you. So, moving on to the second wild fact in uh, Alaska. So, the state flag of Alaska is, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But the state flag of Alaska was designed by a teenager. That's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, for a 13-year-old to come up with something like that, you know, yeah. that is pretty cool. The state flag was designed by a 13-year-old boy named Benny Benson after calling on students. Let me restart that sentence right there. After calling on students throughout the territory to submit their ideas, Alaska ultimately decided on Benson's scene of the Big Dipper and the North Star in 1927. The the design was kept even after Alaska became a state in 1959. There's another little fact there, so that was kind of a two-in-one almost. That was the year my dad was born. 1959. That wasn't, you know, I mean, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool fact. So number three. There are some pretty high mountains in Alaska. 17 of the 20 highest peaks in the U.S. are located in Alaska. I would say there's some pretty high mountains. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the highest in Denali at 20,320 feet above sea level, making it the highest in all of North America. That's a, that's a lot of feet. Yeah. And if you think about it, you put it in horse. That's a whole bunch of freaking hands. That's a, that's a whole bunch of hands. 
That's probably enough hands that you could run a couple businesses with, honestly. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you can, you can run a whole bunch of business or a whole bunch of businesses on them all them hands while running on them feet. <laughs> yeah. All right. So number four, this is something that I was wanting to get into, was the mini moose laws that they have up there oh, in, in yeah. Alaska. Because I, I read a few that were pretty pretty funny, but I don't think it describes these in here. I found those on a different deal. But um, some of Alaska's bizarre moose-specific legislation has included laws against... Oh, I guess it does say it in here. That's cool. Has included laws against pushing a moose from a plane. <laughs> and, and then my personal favorite... <laughs> Giving a moose a beer. I don't think you should do either, either one of those, honestly. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> like, first of all, I wouldn't have a moose on a freaking plane with me in the first place. <laughs> that oh, dude, shit. all the baggage is gone. Yeah. In order to fit that moose on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Alaskan plane, man. They are tiny. Yeah. So, <sighs> all right. Well, this is a strange fact, I think. If you want to go to a museum, museum dedicated to hammers, you're in the right state. In Haines, Alaska, it is the home to America's first museum solely dedicated to hammers. I mean, so there's hammer enthusiasts out there. <laughs> you kind of hit that one right on the head. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shoot. All right. <laughs> Visitors to this hammer museum can view their fascinating collections of hammer sculptures, handle-making machinery, and spring-loaded meat tenderizers. I, I, I'd be pretty interested in that one, honestly. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. But what meat tin? What meat are they talking about? They're tenderizing those things. Well, I'm hoping it's steak. Steak or or, or chicken or something, you know. Yeah. The, the the meat that you cook, not the meat that you. Not the meat that's a hammer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. So. There's what did I say there? There's 25 of these little deals so. here. So I'm trying to get through them a little fast because we got. Somebody wanted to print off 33 pages of <laughs> study sheets there. Yeah. Uh, Alaska is home to multiple heroic dogs. Heroic dogs. <clears throat> Alright, so one that I think is probably... It's probably number one most famous dog that I'm pretty sure almost everybody's heard of. Because I mean, they, I do believe there was a there was a movie made. I don't know if it was just a cartoon or if it was actually a, a Cujo. No, no, not that one. Come on now. <laughs> it was Balto. 
Balto, Balto. I say Balto. I uh, think it's Balto. They, they just, did they say Balto in the movie? I have no clue, dude. It's I been forever since I've seen it. I've seen it one time. Um, but Balto is the famous sled dog that's usually credited with delivering medicine to a remote Alaskan village. But some argue that Togo was a true hero. Boar. Boar. I, I skipped the F. Before. <laughs> I was like, what were you trying to say? For more? <laughs> For more? Oh, oh shoot. Uh, before Balto completed the last 55 miles of, of the journey, Togo pulled the medicine through 200 miles of wind and snow. He stuffed... Oh. He, his stuffed and preserved body is on display at the Iditarod? The Iditarod, yeah. Iditarod? Well, I know you like saying I, 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 I. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Iditarod Trail Sled Dog Race Museum in Wasilla, Alaska. I would love or, to go see that. Or would that. it be Wasilla? I'm pretty sure it's Wasilla. Well... But everything's a little funny. Well, it could be funny, yeah. Definitely. Those who's just tuning in on uh, on live on Tiki Talkie, uh, come check us out at the Bearded that Walker's Ridge presents the Bearded BSers on uh, Spotify. Or if you got Anchor, I'm sure you can find it on Anchor, too. And, And Anchor. All right. So now, we're at number seven. Soon to be at Apple. I mean, on Apple. That is another good point. Um, all right. So the state holds the U.S. record. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh. The state holds the U.S. record for the coldest temperature recorded. A low of negative 80 degrees Fahrenheit was recorded on January 23, 1971. This took place in Prospect Creek. I wonder why they call it that. Well, you know, sometimes you got to go north to to Alaska. Alaska. Go Go north, north, the rush is on. North to Alaska. Go north, the rush is on. So, let me finish the rest of this here paragraph. Um, the, so, I'll have to start the sentence over because we got hijacked by our uh, ADHD almost. Yeah. So, this took place in Prospect Creek, an, an isolated town that it's 30 one miles away from the city of Coldfoot. Pretty sure I know why they got that name. <laughs> Pretty sure. Oh, shoot. Oh. So, which itself has a population of around 150 whopping people. That's I said that backwards. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whopping 150 or 150 yeah, people whopping? I said that one, but it's supposed to be whopping 150. 
so number eight. There's a whole lot of coastline in Alaska. Well, I would think so because is in is Alaska not a it's, uh, it's, ain't it a uh, peninsula? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I think because it's only because it's attached to Canada. And I think three sides of it, I mean, there's a lot more sides than just three because... Actually, I think it's an island. I don't think it's connected to Canada at all. It is. It's connected to Canada? Yeah. You see I that on the ice like, road truckers. I thought it was like 35 miles from the Canadian border. Uh, I don't think so. I think there's connections. Oh. That'd be, that'd be something that we need to look up. Yeah, I'm not really sure. We should have looked that up before we started this episode. Yeah. Here we are, acting like we know stuff about Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we, we don't know a dang thing. <laughs> but, um, all right. So the state has more coastline than the other 49 states combined. That's a lot of coastline. Yeah, it freaking is. I don't even make no free. How is that even possible? Cause you got Alaska's freaking huge, dude. I know, but, you but got then you've got Washington? islands that pop off too, though. Oh yeah, so you say because you got Washington, Oregon, California, freaking uh, I'm about to say Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, George. Perry. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Texas, New Mexico, or no, goddamn, uh, Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, Florida. And all up and down the freaking east coast. So I have... Right, say that. Say that. Say that type of dog's name right there. I have problems with this freaking. Dotson? Is that what it is? Oh, Dash Hound. No, it's not Dash Hound. Yeah. It's not Dash Hound. I think it's Dotson. Oh, that's not I'm pretty Dotson. sure it's Dotson. That's not Dotson. I'm Dotson. Pretty sure. No, that's Dotson. Yeah. No, that's not. No, I'm pretty sure that's Dotson. I think the D is silent. Oh. Oh, N-H. I shunned. I shunned. Because I, no, the, that D, not oh. that D. Wrong D. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm, I don't know. Ain't that, ain't that what you say to your old lady if she yeah. walks out on you, if she, runs, she sleeps around on you? Yeah. That's the wrong D. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, all right, number nine. Speaking of wrong D's and what have you, you can grow a zucchini the size of a Dotson. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yeah. yeah. You can grow a zucchini the size of a Dotson. Oh my goodness. Because of their long summer days, Alaska is capable of producing some unusually oversized produce. Some notable specimens, 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 specimens. (laughs) some notable specimens that have been harvested in recent years include a 35 pound, 35 pound broccoli, a 65 pound cantaloupe, and a 130 pound cabbage that's some you would talk about not being able to get your kids to eat your eat their vegetables <laughs> that's a lot of vegetable to eat. yeah for real 
Eat on one cabbage all winter long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. All right. We ready for the next one? Number 10. Number 10. Wow. There is a town dedicated to Christmas in Alaska. All right. About 1,700 miles south of the geographic north north pole dude i had to sit there and stare at geographic because i always i have an issue with geographic and geographical and all those yeah. geograph words yeah. <laughs> uh, they they just they catch me off guard sometimes man but anyways geographic <laughs> did you just fuck up too no is that what you were thinking geographic yeah sometimes dude i get to where i say it wrong in my head so then I gotta stop and think for like five minutes in order to make sure make sure I'm not saying it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, south of the geographic uh, North Pole lies the Fairbanks suburb of North Pole, Alaska. The town's famous Santa Claus House gift shop is open year-round, and thousands of letters addressed to Santa are sent to the zip code each year. A real-life Santa Claus was even elected to city council. That's freaking crazy, dude. It's pretty good. I mean, it's fitting. Yeah. I mean, 100%. But that, that's cool that they would do so. I mean, even some, you know, real-life Santa Claus would do that. That's yeah. awesome. Um, all right. Number 11. It might be possible to see Russia from Alaska. But just in one spot. The Bering Strait that separates Alaska from Russia is around 55 miles wide. At its narrowest point, that is where it's at. I'm pretty sure. Within it sit the Russia, or the Russian island of Big Diomede. I guess is how you say that word. These are some big words for a good, uh, yeah. knowledgeable, knowledgeable mind of myself. Yeah. Um, and the U.S. island of Little Diomede. Oh, so we get the little one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Story of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Which are, which are just two and a half miles apart. So, in theory, it would be possible for some... Alaskans to see Russia from their houses. That's weird. Number 12. Japan invaded Alaskan islands during World War II. Following the attack of, on Pearl Harbor, Japanese forces bombed and invaded the Aleutian, Aleutian, Aleutian Islands. Yeah, Aleutian Islands. Of Alaska in June 1942. The I had it right the first time. I was gonna say it the wrong. I was fixing to say it the wrong way this time, and it's not a hard word. What is it? The occupation lasted nearly a year. I know occupation shouldn't be that hard of a word for anybody. Well, but I don't. It's that. It's out of context. So. Well, the occupation, so it's it's um, basically the attack. Oh. The 
So, <laughs> so the United States owned Alaska at this time, but it didn't become a state till 1959. It's a pretty decent truck. Yeah. Even though it's a piece of trash, Chevy. Hmm. I'm probably just lost us a follower or two just because I don't like Chevy. <laughs> Oh, shoot. All right, so number 13. This is unlucky. <laughs> Some roadkill is considered property of the state. So get out there and you pick that damn roadkill up, uh, Alaska. Yeah, moose, elk. Um, no, I'm just going to tell you right here. Oh. Moose, caribou, and bears killed by cars in Alaska. Oh, it was a Dude, that's got to be some high speeds to kill him a bear. Mm, really. Either that or it's got to be a big car that's... Bears? Bears ain't that big, though. Yeah, but I mean, you got to think about the the willpower of those animals. Oh, well, yeah. Bears alone are... Those are some hairy animals. Yeah. All right. I felt a pun in there somewhere, but I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't catch it? No. Uh, well, you know, I, I gotta, I'm trying to remember that. Oh, yeah. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had, had no lots, hair. Had lots of hair? No, had no hair. Yeah. So very, Fuzzy wasn't very Fuzzy Wuzzy. <laughs> I forgot about that, dude. Holy crap. How did I forget about that? I have no clue. I even forgot about it a little bit, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, when roadkill is reported, the care, uh, the car, care, I thought it said careless. <laughs> the carcasses are butchered by volunteers and distributed as food to charity organizations. Well, that, that food would not be good to eat, I'm not, in my opinion. Because, I mean, you, you got to think about the, the bruising. The, well, the bruising, but the the shock that that animal just went through, where they tighten up, and yeah. it just makes the, makes it really gamey. Yeah. I mean, but with that being said, dude, that, that's a lot of food. And it's going to a charity, so, I mean, a charity organizations. So, Families yeah. in need. Yep. All right, number 14. Alaska is home to America's largest national forest and my picture on here is blurry I was fixing to say it looks um, like a person it's the aliens America's largest national forest is the Tongass Tongass that's what it says I'm not cussing that's what it says <laughs> that's funny so in the Tongass forest yeah Tongass he said tongue ass. <laughs> well, I know where your mind's at. <laughs> it's about three times the size of the runner-up. The Chugach. What kind of names are these? The Indians, man. Inuits. All right. <laughs> Inuits which, and conduits. Which... Is also located. In... <laughs> really? 
<laughs> and people give me crap about my dad jokes. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Which is also located in Alaska. That's where your dad jokes are. What? <laughs> you said people give me a hard time about my dad jokes. And they're like located in Alaska, and I said that's where your dad jokes are. No, no, I didn't say that. Not they were. I said which are a little. Yeah. Okay, I get you. All right. <laughs> Number fifteen. If you're so disposed, you can take part in an outhouse race. You could win one of them, I think. You know, if you give me. You give me Taco Bell, I can win one. Taco Bell and some diarrhea medicine, huh? Yeah. Some Miralax. <laughs> Miralax. Some, uh, what, what they, what's those deals? They, the suppository. <laughs> Each year, brave Alaskans compete to be crowned king or queen of their throne in the Fur Rondi Festival. Outhouse races. <laughs> Teams outfit the bottoms of their custom-built outhouse outhouses with skis and race each other down a two-lane track. In addition to the title of first place, you know what? Going down a two-lane track on skis, how the hell do they stop those things? If there's not something that's down there that can slow them down to to, to keep them from slamming. Yeah. That, there's a lot of splinters that's fixing to go in them bug holes. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you better hope you get your butt pooped. Yeah. <laughs> first place. In addition to the title of first place, prizes are awarded for the most colorful, best engineered, and cleanest commodes. That's not even... That don't, that don't even work. Like, you're, you're racing an outhouse. There's going to be... Village. Well, yeah, but I guess if if I mean, was engineered you can, good enough to not spill, yeah. then you probably win it. <laughs> Put it on some air ride bags, man. Yeah. Uh, Number sixteen. An iconic horror movie was filmed in Alaska. Horror movie, not horror movie. Yeah, horror. Shout out to Jerry Polly for that. Not horror movie, horror. <laughs> the Thing. John Carpenter's 1982 horror classic. Horror classic, now horror classic. <laughs> set in Antarctica, was filmed in Juneau, Alaska. Do you know that? I don't know, but Alaska... <laughs> uh, see. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. All right, number seventeen. Some nights can last for two months. And we, man, this night feels like it's never gonna end. Yeah. Oh, oh, what was that one? There was a movie that was made, and it was like the. Oh, 29 days. Or 28 days of... No, because... 28 days of night? Something like that. 28 days of... Is that the vampires? Yeah. 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 That was a crazy movie. That was a crazy movie. (coughs) And it was actually... That one was based... I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was based in Gnome. 
Right I think so, yeah. Which, that's one of Desi's movies she likes. Yeah, I've never watched it. I've thought about it, but... So, yeah, in Barrow, Alaska. Barrow or Barrow? I mean... Probably Barrow. It'd be nice if we could have... If we were able to talk to an Alaskan to, to ask them how you would say some of this stuff. Because yeah. then they would actually be able to tell you spot on what it is. Yeah. But... Pretty cool. Uh... But in Barrow, Alaska, the longest night lasts for 67 days. Holy in the crap. in the summer, they make it up for with 82 days of uninterrupted sunlight. You would never freaking, get no sleep, man. I'd, I'd be freaking miserable. You'd have to have like the light canceling, like drapes and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd just be crazy, dude. All right, 18. Alaska is absolutely gigantic, but sparsely populated. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very populated well, just by animals, though. Yeah, but <laughs> they're talking about human. Yeah. But I think, you know, that's that's something that me and Tori is always talking about. And, um, you know, about going to saying, screw it, and just uprooting, taking very few items, and the families going to Alaska and disappearing. Yeah. Because once you disappear up there, some places, governments will be like, they dead. Yeah. We ain't gonna worry about them no more. But right. I better call, I better cut that out because they're probably listening to us right now. Yeah. In New York, the if New York had the same population density as Alaska, only about 53,844 people would live in the entire state. There are more than 19 million New York residents today. The real kicker, though, is that Alaska is so big that you can fit 12 New Yorks inside of it. Talk about... Uh, like five Texases. Are you sure? I don't think it's that many. I wouldn't think, would you? Because I think, oh, well, I think it's, it's three, Alaska, three Texas. It's Alaska, Texas, and then California, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Land-wise? Yeah, there's, uh, I think they said you can fit three Texases and I think five Californias. That's what it is. So, and now we know that you can fit 12 New Yorks. Yeah. It's a lot of... Uh, entries there sir um all right number 19 wow there are way more men oh my gosh we're gonna people's gonna that's gonna be a big thing now some of them uh what what, what what's the what's that group of that feminists Feminists are going to catch on to this one. Uh -huh. um, there are way more men than women in Alaska. Um, there are 107 men for every 100 women in Alaska. That's not that many more. The highest male to female ratio in the United States. 
That's crap. That just don't seem that's that That's basically high. seven more men than women. Yeah, that's just, that don't seem that freaking high. So, all right. Number 20. You can't get to the state's capital by road. You need to take a plane, cruise ship, or ferry to get to Juno. That's on that little uh, the, the island. Um, I did not know that. Um, number 21. The United States bought Alaska for just a few million bucks. In 1867, Russia agreed to sell Alaska to the United States for $7.2 million, which amounted to about two cents an acre. That's a hell of a deal. <laughs> yeah. I wish uh, I could find a deal like that. I wish I could find a deal like that, too. <laughs> That'd be nice. If any of y'all know about uh, land that's two cents an acre, please let us know. Oh, yeah. I'll cut you in the deal. I'll give you an acre for a penny. Two two pennies. That's literally an acre for two. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, see why I said it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me rephrase it. I'll give you an acre, a half an acre for, for a half a, a dollar. Half an acre for a penny? No, I'm going to, I got to make a little bit of money. Yeah. So, half, half an acre for that's pretty freaking good though. Two dollars a freaking acre. So, two dollars for an acre. Yeah. Well, that's fifty cents per half acre. So it'd be a dollar an acre. Oh. <laughs> well, you said a half, half a dollar for half an acre. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what I thought you said. And I might have said something else. I don't know. I'm freaking... I mean, I could have said something else, too. It just it just depends. Break my freaking neck. I don't get that. Well, not to mention they ain't wearing shoes. Yeah. You found out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Number 22... The state earned an unflattering nickname for the U.S. after the U.S. bought it. What? I was reading that. Deal this? Deal. <laughs> that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Excuse my French there. <coughs> All right. An unflattering nickname after the U.S. bought it. The deal to purchase Alaska was put together by Secre Secretary of State. William H. Seward. That's a bad, that's not a very great last name. <laughs> How many people do you think made fun of him in, in, when he was in school? Probably a lot. But folks, remember that name, William H. Seward. Remember that. A proponent of U.S. expansion, but not everyone was happy with the move. With some nicknaming the territory... Seward's Folly and Seward's Icebox. <laughs> I wonder what Seward's had his in his icebox. I don't know. 
Probably some, pretty, times. probably some pretty crappy stuff, man. So, was you leading into anything with that Seward? Yeah. All right. It's, it's gonna. Oh, come. okay. What, what was you laughing about just now? What did you say? <laughs> I said. I said, you said, uh, uh, you said, I can only imagine in that time. I said, yeah, he must have had some pretty crappy stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh, oh, shoot. Number 23. It has a big indigenous population. The Lewitts, Inupiat, Uit. I'm guessing I'm butchering the shit out of these names. The Inuits. Inuit. Uh, I don't think that's the in, is it the Inuits. You got the Aleuts. Inuputs. Inupits. In your pants. Yeah. So it looks like. Inupit. I am. I'm pretty sure Uits. we're butchering, and then Uits. this is Uits, but I'm pretty sure we're. I'm butchering some of this shit. Yeah. Athabascans. I'm pretty sure the T is silent. Pretty sure. It's got to be. Because I don't think it would say Tlingit. Tlingits. <laughs> Maybe Lingit. Ling Ling and Sing Sing. Ling Ling and Sing Sing. Don't want to go Sing Sing. Get Ling Ling in. <laughs> and Haida. I'm guessing. Way. What? Did you just call me? Did you just call me Way? I did. I just called you Way. That's it. That's uh. That's how uh. That's how the the Haidas say hello. They say Haida. Way. Haida <laughs> ways. Son of a. All right. Make Horse. up. Make up the major. All them things that we just butchered. <laughs> Make up the major native groups of Alaska. At more than 19%, Alaska has more has a more concentrated indigenous indigenous yeah. indigenous. Maybe that's where the word engine comes from. No, nah, I don't think it goes that far. You don't think so? No, I know a lot of people uh, have said that over the years. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> a more concentrated indigenous population than any other state. It's crazy. I thought Oklahoma had the most. Uh, well, I think it's more diverse. I think that Oklahoma's more diverse in its indigenous population. It's not just. See, because we got. One, two, three, four, five, six there, which I'm pretty sure there's about 19, 20 something different types of tribes here in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, gotta be. I mean, that, so they might have the highest population of indigenous, but Oklahoma would have the highest, like, different tribes and different, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, Number 24, we're going to go back to our top 10 fast food restaurants real quick, even though it was not on any of ours, either one of ours. I was at McDonald's. Yeah, but 
I don't think it has anything. Well, maybe. I don't know. The Denali Mac, formerly known the McKinley Mac, isn't too far off from the classic Big Mac. But this variation found in McDonald's across the state is pretty beefed up. The patties are bigger than the standard Mac. It uses the same patties as the Quarter Pounder, which is, those patties are a lot better than those little crap they put on the Big Macs. Yeah. Which is sad because the Big Mac is their streamlined sandwich. Yeah. Why would they not use them on that too? Yeah. You know, but, um, and there's more secret sauce slathered throughout. That don't even sound good. I don't want the secret sauce. <clears throat> I don't want nobody's secret sauce in my mouth. I'll give you some of mine. Get out of here. Here, here, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and that add, that all adds up to 840 calories, calories, according to the burger chain. So. Number 25, one town used to hold an event dedicated to mouth poop. Mouse poop. Moose poop until it turned into a fiasco. Or a fishy. I think it probably became a shitty situation. Yeah. Talkeetna Mouse Moose <laughs> Dropping Festival 1970s. For years, the small town of Talkeetna, Alaska hosted the annual Moose Dropping Festival. Varnished pieces of numbered moose droppings were dumped from a crane into a parking lot and participants whose corresponding droppings landed closest to the center of a target received cash prizes. I can get in on that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. The event eventually grew too dangerously large for the town of 850 to handle and it was retired in 2009. Well, that's sad. So, all this, all these facts originally came from 2015, and it has since been updated for 2022. So, they just updated it. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, uh, the, I'm, <clears throat> to tell you where I got this from, uh, credit mentalfloss.com. They, to tell you the truth, mentalfloss.com is, is an amazing website. They got a lot of, uh, a lot of pretty cool facts and stuff, because it wasn't just Alaska. There's a, there's every state you can think of in there. Yeah. So, that's, there's that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I think, I think we... The more we do in these, man, that's just, I hope, hopefully everybody goes and follows and, yeah. uh, and listens, at least gives us a listen for five minutes or so. Yeah. 
it's, uh, it's, it, you know, it's, uh, it's time to lock the doors, the show's fixing to start, folks. What's that, what's that, what's that, uh, is it Christine, is that the movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, she, freaking, where, uh. The car comes alive. Yeah. <coughs> well, this movie would be called Midnight, because that's what the name of this truck is. Yeah. You, do you want to do those now, or you want me to go ahead and do the ten people? Uh, go ahead and do the ten people. All right, so. Uh, yeah, they're probably pretty close. Yeah, we. I'll just go ahead and do that, and then while wow. I don't think I have enough time to go through it. You don't think so? No. Okay. All right. <coughs> but yeah, folks. Uh, so so that was pretty cool on the facts. It, I, I do have to say that. Yeah, that so, was pretty cool. Uh. Our next, our next little uh, adventure in Alaska. Yeah. It shouldn't take, you know, too long. It's, it's ten, uh, ten Alaskan famous people that you probably didn't know were from Alaska or related to Alaska. Or might not even ever knew. Or I... probably never knew. I mean, there is probably a couple in here that I, I, I don't know. But number one is pretty awesome. Huh? So I think. I think what I want to do is I want to do it 10 to 1, like we would do a top 10. Oh, yeah. It'll be a good one. Yeah, yeah. So, so, now that we're doing the 10 um, people, famous people from Alaska that you may or may not know, or that you may not have realized that are yeah. from Alaska or related to Alaska in some form or fashion. Um, this list comes from Christina Eck. She is a content writer who has lived in Alaska her whole life. So. That's pretty boring. Let's skip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So now. Number 10. We're going to do it just like a top 10. Number 10, Chris Cooper. He was, an, he was an offensive guard for the Denver Broncos. He played from 2006 to 2013. He is currently the assistant offensive line coach for Denver. He was born in Anchorage, Alaska on December 19th of 19... 82. Boy, he's old. That's what a lot of people would say now. Yeah. Uh, he went to Anchorage Diamond. I'm guessing the Demond. Diamond or Demond? I have no I would think it's probably Demond, honestly. And later, the University of North Dakota. Traitor. <laughs> oh. He'd probably be alright. He'd probably be a pretty cool dude. Alright. I don't think I want to tell them this name. His his star name. 
his stage name right off the bat. I'm going to read the description. And maybe they know him and maybe they don't know him. You know, who knows? You know, you never know, you know? I did not know. All right. Let's skip number nine. We don't have a number nine. We don't have a number nine! Ma'am, uh, the freaking Christina Eck, it's, yeah. it's knowledgeable, but you missed number nine. Do you not like number nine or what? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll roll with it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, Sydney Lawrence. Lawrence. Okay, so maybe there is a number nine, and that's who that is. That's not. That's eight. <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah. All right. Sydney Lawrence. Maybe he's so good it's eight and nine. Maybe. Holy. There ain't no way he... There ain't I, no way... No. There's no way that this is on it. Like, uh, no, that's gotta be something wrong. else. Like, that's probably the number nine. So, but yeah. Sydney Lawrence is number nine apparently. All right, number eight. There's no backstory, but everybody knows who this guy is. I was being sad. I was like, there I, if he was 1940s, how in the freaking heck did he do that? Time traveler. Time yeah. traveler. Yeah. Uh, but Bob Ross is number eight. I don't have number nine because it didn't print out right. That's freaking weird. Sidney Lawrence was number nine, though. You know it. He was a serial killer, wasn't he? A painter. He was, no, that was Bob Ross. No. Came to Alaska in 1903. Oh. And lived in Titanic, around <laughs> in the surrounding area and soon focused his life focused his life primarily around painting. Within 10 years, he was considered one of the most prominent Alaska artists, Alaskan artists through his art style. Helped define Alaska as the last frontier. That's and then, crazy. And then you got Bob, Bob Ross, number eight. So, um, Number... She's like, I don't have a picture for this, Lawrence Kyle. Let's just put Bob Ross's picture there. Yeah. See if anybody notices. N number... Number seven. Uh, we've talked about this character, even though <laughs> this is the real guy. Yeah. Not this is the real man, not the character. Though this picture that's on here, it does look like the character. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty closely resembling, resemblance. Uh, all right. So number seven is Wyatt Earp. He, and, uh, you know who would have played a better Wyatt Earp than, uh, than Nobody. Kirk? No, no. They, no, no, no check it out. Tell me. Tell me. Ready? Uh, well, funny. that backfired. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, uh, what's his name? He's one of my favorite freaking actors. Jeff Bridges? No. Um, let's say Jeff, uh, Home Alone, or not Home Alone, freaking Fly Away Home. Oh, I don't know that one. Jeff, uh, hang on, hang on, hang 
What's uh? It's gonna be the moonlight. Uh. God dang it. Okay. Hey. Oh. Uh. Dumb and Dumber. Oh. Uh. Je- Jeff oh, Daniels. Jeff Daniels. He was. No. He can't. What no. not dude? It's the nose, the eyes, the walrus mustache. I can't. No. I can't see him. That I can't do it. I'll just. I'll show you a picture later. But I. I just can't. I can't. I can't because you're partial to Kurt Russell. I mean, playing. Kurt Russell has played the, ba- the, the like he fit the bill. It was perfect. He did, but I just, I just, I, I just <laughs> see Jeff Daniels. I don't know why. <laughs> so Wyatt Earp uh, lived. He, he his life, str- uh, you know, strung out from, strung out. <laughs> Uh, pretty Mar- strong out some of it though. March nineteen. He was born nine. March nineteen of eighteen forty eight, and he passed away January of thirteen. Jan- January thirteenth, nineteen twenty nine. January of thirteen. Yeah, boy, he lived a long freaking life. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Here's where. Okay, so I think this is kind of, I think this is kind of based on the the move the movie, as well as the uh, who was that uh, he wound up getting with in the movie the oh the, the redhead actor, chick the, yeah the actors I can't remember her freaking uh, name but she had a lot to do with his biography mm-hmm. where she played him up to be this hero. And that's where the movie came from. So, and this is kind of leaning towards that. It's not telling the back side, the dark side of his his life. Speaking of the dark side. <laughs> uh, lawman, he, he, it shows here, he was a lawman, a gunman, and one of the most famous frontiersmen of the West. Uh. Earp built Dexter Saloon in Nome and served on Nome's first city council. Yes, but it wasn't just a saloon either. So it is a cat house. Yes. There was and a lot of other things but for those of you who do not know what a cat house is Look it up. We will not describe it on here, okay? We'll just that they have to go look it up and they actually need to go and look up the actual Story of the, of, real of the real Wyatt Earp, so they get a better picture, and, uh, and and believe me, it still will not tarnish your look, the the th- the look that you've had from the movie, because you you'll have two different realities for it, because I I know I do, I know the real Wyatt Earp, and then I also know that I mean, but even with that being said, a lot of the stuff that was happening in the movie, it actually happened in his real life too, um so. We'll go to the next thing here. Um, he also served 12 days as town marshal in Wrangell. Wrangell. <laughs> I was going to say Wrangell. Yeah, right. Wrangell. Uh, Herb was the last surviving participant in the famous gunfight at the OK Corral. Uh, so... We'll move on 
to number six. This was Uncle Alan's favorite uh, female singer. Um, which somebody didn't know that this was his, her last name. But I don't. I, I didn't either, so it doesn't matter. I didn't I know her last I name. Her, I just knew her by the first name. I thought her last name was freaking Murray. <laughs> so... So, number six is Jewel Kilcher, better known as Jewel. Yeah. A singer-songwriter, guitarist, producer, actress, author, and poet. Grew up in Homer. Oh! I knew that was being coming. <laughs> In her career, she has sold over 30 million albums worldwide. She was born in Utah, but the Kilcher family has deep roots in Alaska. So she wasn't born, but basically raised. She, she did go north to Alaska, yes. <laughs> Not because the rush was on, though. The no. rush was on to grow up, that's all. Um, as her grandfather, Yule Kitcher, was that where Yule Tide came from? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, was a delicate, de delicate, delegate to the Alaska Constitutional Convention and a state senator. Jewel comes from the Kilcher family that has gained fame in the TV reality series Alaska, The Last Frontier. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Would have never known that. Alright. Number five. I think, I don't know if this guy had uh, if he had special abilities. I, I don't think he had special abilities to talk to animals. <laughs> I, I doubt it. But we'll, we'll see in the his, description here. His cousin John did. Yeah, yeah. Did you just kind of throw in a little a little hint there from a song too? Uh-uh. You talking about Joker Joni? Because she married his best oh. friend John. Yeah. And his name was Jimmy. Uh, oh, shit! No joke, yeah. That was freaking funny. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Shout out right there because that's my favorite Conway Twitty song. Joni, oh, I can't sing. Sorry, I—that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Well, I mean, that's about any any social media app because they don't want you to get sued for music. But I mean, yeah. if you're not playing the actual song and trying to steal the music, I think you ought to be able to. Oh, he's downing it. Bottoms up. Um, I think you ought to be able to sing it if you could sing it, you know. Yeah. But I don't want to take a chance to get us kicked off of there because. You know, see, I didn't even open it. But. All right. Number five, Jimmy Doolittle. Because he didn't do a lot. Freaking stupid. <laughs> oh, shoot, man. Um, Jimmy Doolittle was born December 14th, 1896. Passed away September 27th, 1993. He was almost 100 years old. And, and when he did, guess what he did? 
little. No, well that too. He cracked corn. Oh. Throughout his life, he cracked corn. Maybe he do do a little. Yeah, do a little. <laughs> um. A World War II hero and Medal of Honor recipient, Doolittle, not a lot, grew up in Nome. <laughs> Man, he, I mean, he's a Medal of Honor recipient. He did a lot. Uh, <laughs> the Doolittle, not a lot, Raiders, led by Timmy Doolittle, not a lot, <laughs> uh, bombed Japan by direct order of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, FDR in a daring mission as a response to the attack on Pearl Pearl, Pearl Harbor. My mouth does not want to work right. I guess not. It's either my mouth or my brain. One or the other is not working right. I'm probably both. (laughs) Uh, The men volunteering... For this one-way mission, were to bail out over China, since the bombers couldn't carry enough fuel to return the long distance back to the aircraft carriers at sea. That's a suicide mission. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna feed right into four here. I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher this name. Douglas J. Ebock. I'm guessing that's how you would say it. Yeah. So, born December 10th, 1967, is a, is an American screenwriter, author, and educator. But if you look at the word, you want to say educator. Yeah. Uh, best known for the 2002 comedy Crazy. Sweet Home Alabama. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Starring Reese Witherspoon. Not with her fork. Yeah. Josh Lucas, Patrick Dempsey, Candace Bergen. His sister. <laughs> That's a boy's name. That's a guy's name, not a girl's name. Candace Bergen? No. Chris. Ebok is a children's author. Because maybe it's an it. Maybe. I don't know. So we'll leave that to somebody else's imagination. Yeah. We'll move on to the next one. All right. Number three. Lincoln Brewster. Not... I, I wonder if he's related to Punky. Punky Brewster. Who's that? Little Rascals. I've, I've only watched Little Rascals one time. Alright. Well, those who listen will probably get that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Alright, number three, Lincoln Brewster. Lincoln Brewster was born... July 30th, 1971, that's a year after my mother, is an American contemporary, what? She's such a baby. 
<laughs> is an American contemporary. She'll tell you that she's only 29. Yep, 29 old. Is an American contemporary con- Christian music and worship pastor. 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 As a guitarist, singer, and songwriter, Brewster became a sought-after session guitarist in the early 90s. Brewster is the senior worship pastor at Bayside Church in Granite Bay, California. He was born in Fairbanks, Alaska. Mm All right, all right. Number two. Colonel Archie Van Winkle. <laughs> so freaking weird. Colonel Archie Van Winkle took a tinkle. He did. Um, Colonel Archie Van Winkle was born March 17, 1925, and passed away on May 22, 1986. I think 1925 is when, when Grandpa uh, Elmer was born. If I'm not mistaken. He was a United States Marine who was awarded the Medal of Honor for his actions as a staff sergeant during the advance to the Chosen Reservoir in the Korean War. Or how you would like to say it, the Korean War. Yeah, the Korean War. <laughs> Pronouncing that, you putting the putting the... The, oh, that, that one. Putting the pizzazz on the core. Yeah. A combat veteran of World War II, he was called to active duty with the Marine Corps Reserve after the outbreak of hostilities in Korea. Uh, it's like Kurs and Kurs. Yep, yep. And was released to. Released to inactive duty on July 16, 1951, Van Winkle again returned to active duty and served in combat during the Vietnam War. He is only he is the only Medal of Honor recipient from Alaska. But didn't we just read one a minute ago that was also a Medal of Honor? Uh huh. Jimmy, yep. Doolittle. Jimmy Doolittle. So somebody didn't do it just right on these. I better plug mine, my phone in. It's not gonna reach. Not with that on there. It's not gonna reach. It's not gonna reach. Oh well. Hello. Hey everybody. Finland. Wow. Woo. We'll do From, Finland next. We'll do we'll do some Finland episodes next. Go look us up. On Walker's Ridge presents bearded, bearded BSers. Walker's Ridge presents the bearded, bearded BSers. BSers. Not the Beezlebugs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we're down to number one. Number uno. All right. You ready? This is a, I know this one. He was one of my favorite pitchers of all time. Curtis Schilling, better known as Kurt Schilling, 
born ni November 14, 1966, is an American former. Okay, so that see, she put the that's supposed to be here. That's supposed to be there. Is a is an a former American Major League Baseball right-handed pitcher. That's that's so many mess-ups in that paragraph. Uh, and is currently commentator for Blaze TV. He helped lead the Philadelphia Phillies to World War or the World War Three <laughs> to, to the World Series in 1993 and won a championship in 2001 with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Fun fact: that year was also with Randy Johnson, the big unit. That's my favorite pitcher of all time. Uh, and in 2004 and 2007 with the Boston Red Sox. That's a pretty cool deal right there. I am a big fan. I've been a big fan of Kirk Schilling for a long time. And that was the 10 Alaskan famous people you probably never knew. And or people that are related to Alaska or have something to do with Alaska but in their life. You had no idea. But you maybe had no idea. So now... Um, we go north to the creepy thing. We go north to the creepy thing. Over to the dark side. Yep. I'm going to have to turn that off because it's going to die. Yeah. All right. Bye. Have a nice Bye. time. Sorry, folks. We were signing off TikTok there. Oh, um, still trying to sign it off. Yeah. I got a <clears throat> follower, so there's that. Heck, yeah. Okay, so here are 13 horribly creepy things you did not know you could do in Alaska. From haunted hotels to eerie ghost towns, Alaska is full of dark things in the woods that make your... Sorry. It's okay. Since yours didn't go off, mine did. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, from haunted hotels to eerie ghost town, Alaska is full of dark things in the woods that make your spingle tingle. Spingle tingle, huh? It actually says spine tingle, but, you know. Spingle, spingle tingle. Tingle spingle. Yeah. Uh, it's likely that some spooky local legend is whispered about a place just minutes away from where you live. But we live in Oklahoma, and yes, there's a lot of them. But in Alaska, where we're talking about, Break up that cabin fever and look for some spooky places to explore. These are horribly creepy things you probably didn't know you could do in Alaska. Yeah. Number one, you could visit the ghost at Moocher's Bar in Nanana, Alaska. Moocher's Bar, huh? Yeah. You ain't nothing but a moocher drinking all the time. Oh, wow. Um, so there's no there's no description. So yeah, we're going to drive straight to the number two. Yeah, we we will we will come back to that eventually. You like I think there's actually a description later on in there. Oh, so uh, number two, you can check out the Pedro Dredge in Chicken, Alaska. If you're not a chicken, uh, I'm a chicken. So so you can you can I won't. Yeah. I am yeah. a chicken. I'm a big chicken. Uh, yeah.
Uh, the, t- the tiny mining town of Chicken, Alaska, far to the east northeast, is a fascinating place to visit. Everything about this place brings to mind the gold rush era, including all the mining equipment that decorates the landscape. Small group of residents keep the Alaskan spirit and gold mining traditions alive. The abandoned mining gear rusting into the mud can be super creepy when the town is quiet and empty in the winter. Huh. You're getting to where you're not probably being heard very well. Wow. Um, or, number three, you can stay in a haunted room at the Val Gilder Hotel. Now, if you remember earlier, I said, remember the name Steward. Seward. Seward, yeah. Seward. Not Steward, Seward. Seward. Anyways, um, room 209 in the Val Gilder Hotel in Seward, Alaska, is said to be haunted by the spirit of Fanny, who passed away there in the 1950s. Make room for Fanny! Uh, stay overnight if you dare and check out the beautiful seaside town of Seward, Alaska. I'm guessing it's based on the Seward feller. That gum. Alright, well, let's try this again here. Work your fingers to the bone. Here, let me see your list there. The, 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 all the, your other pages and then I'll hand, I'll get them separated for you. Oh. You see your whole stack here, so. Um, Does that not have a list on the name for this one? Uh, oh, this is just talking about no. There you go. Oh yeah, investigate the disappearances of gnome, which is another thing you can do. There are reportedly dozens of people who have gone missing in the past 75 years in Nome, enough to spark national interest in a variety of conspiracy theories and the film The Fourth Kind. That's what yep, you were talking yep, about. Yep, that's what I was talking about. Uh, investigate yourself, but don't investigate yourself because you might find things in your past that you didn't know you had. Um, in the nobody, nobody likes that, though. Yeah. Uh, well, like what? investigating themselves oh yeah <laughs> in the unique town of the seward peninsula so there goes with seward again thank you sir you're the this one's on the last page you just read oh holy cow better watch out for that yep it's gonna be on like every page like that brother let's see oh look for mysterious hairy animals in fort Catham. That's a hairy situation. Yeah. It's not Harry and Anderson, but it's a hairy situation. Uh, this area has long had reports of something in the woods that has disappeared more than a few residents. Is that it? <laughs> no, it's just weird. It, it has disappeared. This area has long had reports of something in the woods that has disappeared more than a few residents and left mysterious footprints of mud. Let me put it in perspective for you. Speared. Yeah. Uh, Visit the abandoned village site of Port Catham on your own accord at your own risk. Um, And then explore the ruins of King Island 
in the bearing C. Is it in it or at it? Well, I you know, I really don't know. I'm guessing both. Hopefully it's not in it because that would suck. Anyways, in the Bering Sea lies King Island where a bunch of stilt houses are built where the community of Uk Ivak was thriving and bustling for thousands of years. Then World War II struck tragedy after tragedy led the villagers to leave the town site abandoned. It's still a beautiful place to see and to visit this extremely remote island with its ghost town is certain to be creepy. What was that name of that town again? It was uh, King Island. Nope, nope, nope. The town is in the description. Oh. Some Ukak. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ukivak. 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 I'm pretty sure that has something to do with the Vikings. Could possibly be. Um, and also, you can hike to Pilgrim Hot Springs. And uh, there, uh, in this western Alaska homestead, you will find an orphanage, church, school, and boarding house Ooh. all run off the geothermal energy from the natural hot springs. The Spanish flu epidemic contributed to demise of the community. Now it 100% looks like a horror movie set <laughs> with a vacant historical buildings and steam rising from the soggy ground this long and serious hike is for the extremely adventurous in the bold now folks this picture of this place looks just like the picture or the filming of the house in i think it's it was a church and they were fighting off demons it was like the Evil Dead, but it might have been the Evil Dead 2 or something like that. But anyways, it freaking this church looks exactly the same. Um, or you can spend the night in a haunted campground in Whittier, Alaska. And uh, it, take a long, eerie tunnel drive into Whittier. The town perched on the side of the mountains, shoved right into a deep water port. Spend the night camping here and see if there is any truth to the stories of hauntings and unexplained phenomena. I wonder huh. if that. I wonder if you wind up being like those, those hikers in that one story we were listening that we've heard, the ones that they can't figure out what then what happened to them, and they basically cut their way out of the tent. There was like, there was like seven of them. And some were found with with nothing on, and then some were found with other people's clothes, the, the other hikers' clothes on. Oh. And one the, or two of them had their tongues cut out and the eyes ripped out. Yeah, they were up on the mountain. I can't remember. Yeah, but was it Mount Everest? I don't. I don't. I think maybe it was. I don't know. Huh. But I think it was Mount Everest. It's an interesting story. Yeah, it is. Um, visit Juneau Drug in Juneau, Alaska, and learn about the horrible shipwreck. The shipwreck I speak of is uh, a shipwreck that happened in 1918 when a luxurious 
ship called the Princess Sophia sunk in the waters off Juneau, Alaska. It was the worst maritime accident in the history of British Columbia and Alaska. Learn about the tragedy and the subsequent hauntings of Juneau Drug. Huh. That's pretty... Be. That, that's pretty cool, but Juno, what does the drugstore have to do? Oh. I, I, I don't know. know. Maybe it was... Um, maybe it's... You remember that wall drug? Oh, yeah. Wall drug, what? Uh, Wyoming? No, no, South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah. No, it's North Dakota. No, it's South Dakota. It's either South Dakota or Minnesota. That's it. It's Hawaii. Yeah. No, it's definitely South Dakota. Yeah, it's South Dakota. Um, uh, or you can visit the monster skeletons in Unalaska. you got to describe the picture when you get done with this description. Yeah. yeah, so... This is your favorite picture of the whole deal. Yeah, it is. It's freaking hilarious. So, bones from the confusing ancient creature Desmostilus. I, mean, I think I freaking nailed that. Let me see. Desmostilus. I'm pretty sure it's stylus at the end of it. Desmo stylus. I say Desmo stylus, you say Desmo stylus. Potato, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, anyways, uh, bones from the confusing ancient creature Desmo stylus were found in Unalaska since the 1950s. I say Unalaska. Yeah. These creatures were millions of years old and had the face of a walrus, could swim like a polar bear, and grow as big as a hippopotamus. Hip. Popotamus. Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Pretty funny. So, anyways, this it literally looks like a rhinoceros, but with the face. Of a mix between a catfish and a pit bull. Dude, from my angle, it looks like a very big old, like, like a puma or a, or a freaking panther. Just from my, just from my angle. Oh, it freaking does. Holy crap, yeah. That is wild. Um, does anybody remember the gold rush in Daya? Alaska, Daya, Daya, Alaska, north to Alaska, or you will die, what the, that's weird, anyways, Daya has the creepy remains of a ghost town in the Chilkoot Trail, on the Chilkoot Trail, what was that, Chilkoot, Chilkoot, (laughs) not Kilkoot, <laughs> I've done that on many occasions. Yeah, sir. The entryway. I mean, to... Granted. <laughs> I mean, hence oh, four yeah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the entryway to thousands and thousands and thousands of gold rush pioneers in Alaska. The Chilkoot is still gorgeous, grueling, and the bears, the memories. Oh stupid and it bears the memories of all the, the bears and the memories all oh, the bears and the uh, memories yeah. <laughs> it bears the memories of all the people who died in the gold rush trying to seek their fortune don't let the money get to you 
get weird instead at Mucklut Land in Talk. You can have this all you want. It is not for me. Whoa, freaking whoa. We will tell a story later about that. About Elite. Oh. <laughs> That's like just terrible. I I do not like. No, 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 no. This bizarre amusement park defies all expectations of norms. You just have to go to experience the strange and definitely creepy combination of things to see here. And there is a room of dolls that just stare at you. Ain't doing it. Ain't doing it. Ain't doing it. Yeah, and and it is still open. Fun stuff, huh? You got me. Fudge monkeyed up. But would you rather spend the night there or at the haunted historic Anchorage Hotel? I'll take the Anchorage Hotel. I'll take the Anchorage Hotel for 120 bucks a night, Alex. And I will not ever visit that room of dolls. Yeah. Uh, the 100-year-old hotel has been a long-standing part of Anchorage and made it through the 1964 earthquake. Did not know they had one there. And the hotel has been plagued with rumors of Gold Rush-era guests who never checked out. Stay here for an unbelievably creepy and elegant night in Anchorage. Um, if you like this uh what's it called like this this uh i guess research uh you might also like uh nine eerie shots in alaska that are spine tingling and yet magical which i'm guessing picture oh what is it the nine spine tingling eerie shots in alaska or 13 oh, unusual discoveries made in Alaska. I'm, I'm going through your pictures here. Um. Ooh. So, what's this one? Okay. Alright. Okay, so that can go down there. Those can go down there. Alright. Trying to help you out here. Thank you. Yeah, Alaska seems like it's a pretty daggum spooky place. Definitely a place I would definitely like to visit. And uh, it'd be cool if you could drive up there in the car. Probably spend all your vacation money just in freaking fuel. But, what it cost us? 150 bucks? Or no. What is it? 300 altogether to come. Go up to Idaho and come back. Six hundred. Six hundred. No. What was it? Just gonna count factor in the food too. Oh, the food. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably costs about two thousand to get to Alaska. That's weird. What do some blank pages mean? They just. I don't want you to see them. Yeah. So this one's. <clears throat> so. This one's right. interesting. Yeah. All right, folks. Let's go ahead and meet nine ghosts from Alaska. There's two here. number sixes. That's weird. That is the weirdest part. Meet nine ghosts from Alaska and hear their bone-chilling stories. 
These eerie ghosts and widely talked about hauntings from Alaska's past are sure to make the chills run deep down your spine. From big city mysteries, haunted mining camps from the past, death deep in the woods, and friendly ghosts, not whose name is Casper, his name is actually Lyle, <laughs> um, and they occupy hotel rooms as well, because, you know, you got to have somewhere to sleep sometimes, even if you're dead. If paranormal activity, abandoned buildings, and haunted ghost stories are your cup of tea, hold on tight because the queen's coming your way for a wild ride in the mining camp. That is haunted uh, by the ghosts from the old territorial days uh, all around the last frontier. But this abandoned Kennecott copper mine in McCarthy is said to be so haunted that they even offer ghost town walking tours to visitors from all over the world. The greatest concentration of paranormal activity in Alaska has said to be reported in and around this area. Here's a creepy one. Father and a daughter in the woods, and they are probably not dancing. <coughs> they, uh, they're probably getting recognized by all these people. A story has been told about a father and a daughter that were out in the woods chopping logs for the night's fire in the Chukyak woods. Out of nowhere, this little girl picked up the axe and accidentally dropped it on herself. Huh. Killing, dying instantly. Okay. Out of nowhere, the little girl picked up the axe and accidentally dropped it on herself. Killing, dying instantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to these guys. Okay. Anyways, the father then picked Killed her up. Dead. Killed her dead. Yeah. Uh, the father then picked her up and held her tightly before he too passed away in the freezing cold Alaska winter weather. To this day, it is said that you can see the spirit of the father holding the dead little girl close when you drive into the woods on a snowy, snowy, cold, ice cold winter day. I see. Yeah. Very clean. Anyways, uh, how about the lady in the white at West Anchorage High School? Ooh. Yep, her name was Miss Ferguson. Oh, I thought it was Mrs. Smith. Well, Mrs. Smith wears the green dress. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, as long as we get these things yeah. figured out before we go. And Mrs. Bright wore a yellow dress. <laughs> oh, she actually did somehow. Um, on the South Bluff, overlooking Westchester Lagoon, it is said... Hey, mom's watch. Hi, what is that? Facebook. Oh, what's up, Facebook? Behind anyway. the scenes at the Bearded BSers. <clears throat> yes, sir. Er, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, the Westchester Lagoon High School. Uh, it is said that there's a lady in white who haunts the halls of the old auditorium at West Anchorage High School. Over the years, she has been spotted multiple times in the dark audience 
seats and behind the scenes after the curtains are pulled closed. That would freak me out so freaking bad. After watching that Gunstone movie, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, the Gallows? Oh, God dang it, dude. I don't know if I can do all that. Speaking of haunted ha uh, high schools and stuff like that, Gary's high school is haunted. Yeah. I do believe I actually, no, I didn't mention that one on, on our first episode, I don't think. I don't yeah. believe so. I don't, Winoka's old gymnasium is haunted. There's a lot of haunted places that we will, we'll have to make that an episode. You want to make that a short? You want to start doing shorts? I, I can wear shorts. <laughs> um, Bucker building ghosts. Oh, okay. I got two followers. I got two people on my live. Yay. Hi. Uh, named after World War II Soldier General Simon Buckner, this creepy building in Whittier, Alaska. We just a story from Whittier. How freaking well, it's just getting Whittier and Whittier. Yeah. Whittier is just part of the what makes this town eerie. Add in the two and a half mile long one way in and one way out tunnel to get to the tiny town. Since the building has become abandoned, people have reported hearing noises. Random whistling and seeing ominous ghost-like figures in and around the structure. That's funny. Anyways, um, Fanny at the Gan. Make room for Fanny. Yeah, at the Van Gilder Hotel. Oh, hey, we just read about this. Seward locals will tell a story of a lady named Fanny who died in a hotel Again? in the 50s. If you're laying in the bed, you got to make room for Fanny. Yeah. Room 209 is where you need to stay to get your closest encounter. To touch Fanny. Yeah. You touch, touch my foot. Um, it's either you're touching Fanny or Fanny's touching you. Probably both. If you're touching Fanny, Fanny's probably touching you. Well, you got to make room for Fanny sometimes, yeah. okay? Uh, author at the Kenwa Cemetery. Kenwa, I'm guessing it's Kenwa. It's K-E-N-A-I. Kenwa. Maybe. Kenwa. 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 Why would you do that? Ken who? Ken, why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> quinoa. 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 I have freaking quinoa. Maybe. Maybe. There you go. Quinoa. More than just a fishing town on Alaska's playground, those who visit the Quinoa Cemetery in the small town of Quinoa, Alaska, have reported seeing an old man named Arthur. Quinoa? Why is his name Arthur instead of Arthur? Arthur! Who? Well... He's an author, maybe. Maybe so. He appears to be walking back around, tending to the graves in the middle of the night. That's kind of creepy, but hey, at least somebody's taking care of him. The old unmarked graves at the back of the cemetery are said to be from those who came to the last frontier during the gold rush era. Many have reported seeing spirits in this isolated area alone. <clears throat> now... If you go get drunk at this sports pub, 
you will in uh, you will interact with a drunk pub lady. Kelly's Sports Pub in Sitka, Alaska, which is said to no longer be in business, is actually home to an area where a woman died a horrible death outside on the street. She was reported to have been drunk and was hit by a drunk driver. She got up out of nowhere and started running down the road after being hit before eventually dying. To this day, people continue to report seeing a crazed woman spirit running down the road at various hours of the night. Well, running is better than falling. <laughs> because a high school boy who fell from the bleachers obviously did not get so lucky. Well, I mean, they're both dead, so, you know, there's that. But um, at the Ketchikan... Which one do you think would be less painful? I would think because she was drunk, probably less painful. Maybe. Oh, no, I don't feel a lot of pain whenever I'm drunk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whether that's know. emotional or physical. Oh, there's a lot of emotional pain when you're <laughs> drunk. But at the catch, I know. I know. If you get drunk enough, you don't feel physical pain. Yeah, not very much. At the catch, we'll have to tell that story later. Yeah. At the catch, con high school, it is said that a young student fell from the catwalk above. God dang it. Above the stage in the 1940s, he cried as he fell to his death. Well, of course he did. For those brave enough, it is said that if you go to 14 the Fourteen stories? Yeah, it's freaking ridiculous, dude. Oh, oh, no, no, he didn't fall 14 stories. The, the catwalks above the, the 19, in the 1940s. He fell oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you I was, said 14 stories. For some like... reason, I did, too. Um, but for those that are brave enough, it is said that if you go to the center of the stage and look up, that you can see a shadowy figure that resembles the young boy. Others have reported hearing his screams randomly on any given day. Huh. But, number eight says the kid who drowned playing basketball in Contribute. Okay, I don't understand anything. How the freaking heck are you going to drown playing basketball? Mm. Water polo? I guess freaking so. I don't know. Fucking, no, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> volleyball in the water. Yeah. So, water basketball. Yeah, could be it. The Northwest Arctic Heritage, we're fixing to find out, I believe. Yeah. The Northwest Arctic Heritage Center is home one tragic chapter. Is home of a tragic. My goodness. There was a young boy that was playing basketball by the center when the ball rolled underneath the building and was swept away by water from nearby snowfall runoff. The boy went to chase the ball under the building when he got trapped by the water and later drowned. I'll tell you something here in a minute. Today, it is said that if you bring a basketball into the center and call out, Come get your ball that you can hear the ball bouncing in the background and somebody bouncing, saying, bouncing, bouncing. We all float down here. But he had a balloon. I know, but I Come mean, on, when the rushing water and he went to chase his ball. Uh, so they're was... over here trying to steal from a movie. That's what yeah, they were doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not uh, just any movie. I guess you could call it It. Yeah, you 
call it it. Yeah. Uninvited. That's it. Yeah. Uninvited. Um, <coughs> can't talk today. Um, the uninvited uninvited visitors at the Wendy Williams. Wendy. Let's try this again here. Today, Junior. Uninvited visitors at the Wendy Williamson Auditorium. Wendy Williamson, huh? Not just Wendy Williams? Yeah. Wendy Williamson. I wonder if she's the Wendy from the Wendy's. <laughs> oh, I think... Well, good Lord. <laughs> it might be the nearby psychiatric ward and youth correctional facility that add to the ominous nature surrounding the rumors that the William... <laughs> William Walker... <laughs> the, the Wendy Williamson Auditorium is haunted. Visitors and employees alike have reported seeing props fly off of furniture out of nowhere. Stage lights shatter for absolutely no reason, and odd, unexplained shadows drifting across the walls with no foreseeable explanation. Does paranormal activity intrigue you? Well, check out these most haunted six haunted hotels in Alaska that will make you stay. Well, that will make you have nightmares. So, folks, really, if uh, you know, yeah, just you know, you know, you know, and you know. Anyways, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in. And we will see you back next week. I think we're going to be doing a top ten to next week since we didn't add it this episode. Yeah, we added a whole bunch of top tens. Well, we did, yes. But, uh, <laughs> uh, next next week, I think we're having a top ten of uh, one of the, one of the greatest comedians of all time, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy and all his movies. Oh. And yep. we might actually have a pretty similar list, I think, on that one. Yeah, because I don't really know that many Eddie Murphy movies. No, nope, but, I mean, honestly, it's like, kind of like any other of the groups that you get into. and Like, you know, Adam Sandler, you, you know, Westerns, specifically John Wayne or Clint Eastwood. I mean, they're all about the same, like, you... you We've seen them. You've seen a lot more of the Western ones than I have, but, you know, uh, relatively close to the same kind of list on that. It's going to be pretty much almost identical, I think, on the Eddie Murphy. All right, so, too. Um, But with that being said, we'll have to be Eddie Murphy and then maybe a couple... Little quick short stories that we can throw in. Yeah. So. So. And uh, for uh, for the base next week, you want to talk about uh, haunted places that we knew growing up, growing up, growing well, up. Well, we can do that, and we can uh, uh, probably do yeah, the, maybe haunted places and a couple of short stories that. 
Kind of like the, uh, the night at Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. And such on and so forth. And yep. That was so, a funny night. That was a bad freaking night. That was a messed up night. The, na- <laughs> the next day was bad for you. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was shovel hand. <laughs> oh, that sucks. But, all right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. And uh, we will see you next week on Walker's Ridge Presents. The Bearded BSers. Bye. Have a wonderful time. Bye. So, are you ready for the uh, oh the, the last part, the last segment? Yeah, I am definitely ready. Uh, thank you, folks, for uh, for tuning in, and uh, we're gonna do our joke of the night here and uh, everything and. Uh, in in memory of Uncle Mike, whose birthday was just two days, two days ago. ago. Yep. Um, I think we should do some Uncle Mike jokes. I mean, pretty much all these dad jokes are Uncle, Uncle Mike, Mike jokes. jokes. <laughs> uh, so I think we should do two apiece on the dad jokes for Uncle Mike. All right. Um, so... I'm going to open up with a real... I think it's one of his... One would be his classic. It would be pretty good with his classics. Um, so, my wife asked me if she could have some peace and quiet while she cooked. So, I took the batteries out of the smoke alarm. <laughs> That's so messed up. Yeah, that gets you in trouble. So... Here's another good one that would be an Uncle Mike joke for sure. Did you hear about the guy whose whole left side was cut off? Uh-uh. Well, he's all right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go through there and pick you somewhere. Uh, I'll pick one, but then I got to do an, an Uncle Mike original one that he, uh, that he, uh, told me that I told it worked today and just floored everybody. <clears throat> I'm that's funny. Uh, well, did you I'm not gonna do that one, dude. Why? <laughs> just it's out of it's out of line. Alright. My grandfather died because the report said he had type A blood. Unfortunately, it was a typo. <laughs> That's so messed up. It's messed up. But uh, one that uh, Uncle Mike told me originally was one I told at work today. And two of the guys almost fell out of their chair. And one was holding on to the counter to stand up. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> You know, so, yeah. I think so. So, <clears throat> there was a genie, and uh, she said, uh, she came to this guy, she said, I'll give you, I'll grant you three wishes, only three. He said, okay. She said, all right, what's your first wish? He said, I wish I was on a deserted island. And she was like, okay. So, boom, 
which granted. And uh, so about a week later, she come back to check on him. He was like, what did I just do? She said, well, you just ordered a week, you know, no, no, uh, just on a deserted island. She said, are you enjoying yourself? He said, well, said, I am, but he said, I'd rather have some women out here. And he said, like 500,000 hot ladies. And she goes, boom, granted. So there's 500,000 women just there. So uh, she comes back a week later. She says, are you enjoying yourself? And he said, oh, yeah. She said, well, what's your wish number three? He said, well, he said, I'd like to be hung like a black man. And she was like, oh, which granted. So she come back a week later to check on him, and all she heard was, <laughs> that's fucked up, man. Yeah. That's fucked up. Uh, that is messed up. But you know what? That's what this show's all about, is we are messed up peeps. <laughs> so, but it was so funny. I guess just... <laughs> My next week's joke is going to be relatively close to that because of the the uh, genie in there. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. All well, right. Man, there's no similarities. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thank you for tuning in, and we hope you have a blessed night. And, well, uh, we'll see you next week for another wonderful episode, uh, episode number six. Holy crap. Featuring a top ten of Eddie Murphy's classics. Yes, sir. So, we are going to have some fun next week. And uh, y'all have a safe and wonderful week, and we'll holler at you next week.